All right, what is up, gang? Here we go. This is episode, technically this is episode 71, and that's what it's going to be called. Um, on the YouTube, when we originally recorded it, I titled it as episode 70 because the the last episode we published, the live solo blast, was lost into the ether um, because I was doing a pretty sloppy job of figuring out my live stream and live stream capabilities. But what can you say? You know, it's a one man show here or one man production at least. And luckily we have a two man show this time. This is with Marquise Johnson. You know him, he knows you. He's everyone seems to know Marquise because he just travels everywhere. So um, if you don't, he's a really talented practitioner of parkour. He also does like some serious dive rolls. If you have ever seen some of uh, his work, you'll know that. And, you know, we did the mic, we did the commentary rather on the Apex International 2016. So we have kind of a history on the mic together. Um, we talk about a bunch of fun stuff. You know, he works at Verizon. So we talk about just kind of like communication and like how he applies just human skills in his other jobs that are outside of park or his job outside of parkour and um we talked about just a like a bunch of fun stuff honestly like his travels and some of the uh things probably happening a month ago again i apologize guys i i don't have an excuse like i don't want to be the person that makes excuses so you're just getting what you get you know this is uh this is this isn't it's not something I'm proud of publishing these things a week, a month late. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I'm very aware that they should be coming out on time and, and with relevancy, but you know, that's almost the new style. All right. This is this, you're taking a time warp. Now you get to go back a month in time. Everyone likes time travel. You know, I do. If I could time travel, I would. And I'm giving you guys that opportunity right now to go back until August 30th, 2019 and just taste that past. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to say that it's a gift. Okay. So enjoy this gift of procrastinate. I mean, of time travel and travel back in time with me and Marquise to 2019, August 30th. And man, if you're listening to this in the future, like deep in the future, ooh, that's some serious time travel. You never know who's going to, you know, archaeologize or paleontology. It's paleontologize this podcast, scoop it up from the ruins of human civilization or who knows what we'll leave behind. Um, That's always fun to think about. So those people, congratulations on this extra deep time travel experience but you probably can already time travel in that case. All right, I'm losing my goddamn mind. Here you go, episode 71, Marquise Johnson. Enjoy. Modus Prodcast start. This is this is not like a Modus Prodcast start, dude. This is a straight up height drop start, okay? We were here first. <laughs> we get a we get to claim the starts. Maybe not. Maybe actually the Modus Prodcast is destroying shit right now. Shout out Giles and them. Big shout. They've been. Did you did you do one with them while you were out there? Yeah, I got to chat for a little bit. Um, kind of just, it's it was one of those larger events where, if you got two minutes to speak to someone, it was a good day. You know. 
One second, one second. Yeah, this is gonna be awkward as shit. But hold on a second. I need to make sure. I'm also picking a song for this post. What? All right. Yeah, we're good. What is happening? We are good to go. So I'm gonna ask that you join me in real time now. Boom. Man, that popcorn was just so good. Like, I think that was already my favorite part. Our, our stream health dipped a little bit because we were watching our own stream, but we should be good now. Okay. Um, welcome. We're live. You know what? We're doing it live. I think that's the only way to do it from here on out. I and, think it's uh, pretty good. If, I don't know if you shared anything, but feel free to tell any people to join. Hit up, hit up the live stream. Oh, I was already on it. Link the chat. The hit up the chat. And, uh, you know, if we get chat questions, we'll answer them. Right now, we got one person watching, and I think it's me. So I think we're <laughs> not doing any chat answers. YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. As such, viewers will experience buffering. Cool. We don't care. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Assuming this goes well, then we won't have to pay any attention to that anymore. Yeah. Um, Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's August 30th. Yeah. September Summer is, is around over. the corner. Summer is winding down. And you're looking at the new... If you didn't watch the live stream, I don't know if you noticed that me and Nick did a NAPC companion. No. That was the, uh, that was the first... See, I'm flying under the radar right now. I'm doing... I'm like, no promotion. We're doing sloppy as shit. And we're going to... Just watch. We're it. just gonna try live streaming out, and then as people get on board with it, then hopefully we'll we'll step our game up as well. But you're looking at the brand new High Drop Studios like, in Denver now, or is that a machete? This is a machete from Panama. You know, that's for that wood cutting out here in the thickness. Oh yeah. Hold on one moment. We oh. got residual sounds that need to be turned off. I didn't even oh notice. yeah now we got a crispy crispy atmosphere so high drop studios is new and improved we got these spaceship seats and got bob ross and we got form. we got a different bob ross now we gave the original bob ross to nick and now you we know we just got this little guy figurine you know. status yeah this is cozy um i feel like i'm on xenon or something <laughs> so you know it's been it's been a minute. We we kind of took a dip. We took a dive. I haven't been doing these episodes, and uh, I I paused the Patreon, so I didn't like. There's there's a few people that pay for yeah the content that comes out, and like I really appreciate time. everyone that does that. And I'm sorry because you know I've I've definitely let a dip happen in the in the rele the release of content. However, things happen. Life is crazy, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying I wanted to get things together. I wanted to come back in the right headspace and the right mindset in the right place to, to give you the kind of show that I want to give. I mean, you've been real busy, man. Like big transitions moving down <coughs> 45 minutes after being in Boulder for what? Like something like eight years or something wild longer than that. Oh, I went to see you Boulder as a freshman in 2007. So oh, wow. 12 years in Boulder. Okay. Or or roughly twelve, like eleven and change. So yeah, you just picked. Well, up I went. Everything. I moved out early. I moved. Yeah. So basically, yeah, eleven and a half. 
Bam. It's a lot. It explains why you're at the foundation of everything that people come to visit. You're just there for a while. I had some roots. <laughs> yeah, you had plenty of time to make this happen. Well, and by the way, I grew up like 30 minutes from Boulder. It's not like I'm like, oh, I got transplanted from anywhere even further. Like I could even mm, lean on right. my parents for assistance and stuff when I was in college. 30 and minutes is like, I don't know. It's just one episode of something plus commercials. And it's nothing. Television. It's yeah. fucking nothing. I mean, when you live in Boulder, you're like, oh, 30 minutes. <gasps> you know, that's one of the things that people minutes. talk shit about Boulderites about. It's like they don't want to leave even two minutes away or 10 minutes. It's like, because the Lewis whole width of totally the city is people. five minutes. What? That's why Apex Louisville has totally different people, really. Oh, man. Driving 25 minutes for the standard Boulderite. Like, I had a customer in my Verizon store just the other day. And they're like, oh, you do parkour? Because I talk to all of my customers about that because, you know, I have to talk about my outside life to make myself feel good. Um, <laughs> it's important. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, he used to do parkour. And then, uh, you know, they had to close the gym and everything. And I was like, whoa, it's only about 20 minutes. And they're like, yeah, but it's 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes. And I don't like parkour, parkour that much. It's like, how <clears throat> convenient does everything else have to be that a 20 minute drive for something that your kid may or may not be enjoying? I didn't really ask too many questions, but that's too far. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's we the Boulder bubble, dude. That That's anymore. why they call it the the People's Republic of Boulder. <laughs> That's why Boulder gets a lot of shit talked on it. Man. And it is a beautiful place. It's a, an I amazing it little, that. like, fantasy land in some ways. Like, I'm stuck. It's woven into my life. I've been but, here over two years now. Yeah. Like, and, hey, and, hey, look how long I got trapped. In, I mean, not trapped, <laughs> but, like, it's an amazing. Like, yeah. It's comfortable. Why wouldn't I want to stay there? Like, I don't really like 12 Denver. years, man. You know? I was like, I'm, if I stay here one more year, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my goddamn life. So I got to, like, expand out and do something. <laughs> yeah. See if I can reach beyond the boulder for a little while. It's easy and, for me to talk, I guess, because, like, <clears throat> I got to see some places. I did a lot of traveling in, in college, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Like, three guys in a car and just driving like a not even a hybrid just something with really good gas mileage and going to dumb cities with stupid drives and leaving fast where'd you go we went to orlando probably like six or seven times the first time being when a couple of my australian friends from from studying abroad were visiting caleb from real hops caleb and uh Nikki oh so these are parkour time. trips yeah always 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 like traditional travel like my family didn't really do that a whole whole lot like i got to do some things don't get me wrong but it wasn't like we took one big family vacation every year. So in college, to have the ability to just hop in a car and be like, well, seven hours drive between the three of us, even if we're, one of us is tired, is not that hard. Mm. So Orlando several times, went up to Greenville only like an hour and a half from Columbia. So we didn't really train with Bob a whole lot in the early stages, but he's a good dude. And then a lot of people that we did train with don't really train anymore, have moved other places. And my friend Evan has transitioned from doing parkour as his main outlet to getting back into art and photography and digital design so he, he still comes on the trips and collectively like if you look at my profile we call it tfac which is such like an odd jo inside joke that it's like a what was it hyper team swag force playoff you know oh yeah like we were just we st all started training stand in for? that area so it stands for team fuego amasrazi crew which is kind of redundant <laughs> <laughs> um and so like brandon tanner blake and Michael and Connor, these are all guys I went to college with, and like they were really big on anime and video games together. And then they let me into their friend group because they got together their freshman year, and I was older than them. Um, my roommates at the time, like I, I love those guys, but they were playing a lot of league and not doing parkour anymore. And parkour has been what I've been doing for the last seven years, hmm. and it was great because they really got me off to a start. 
they're definitely the reason why the college club started because I'm too lazy. Like I definitely would have just kept using the multi-purpose room when I was allowed to instead of making a club to schedule time. So those guys who like really wanted to have a scheduled time to do it. Yeah. And had the drive to get me to sign some papers (laughs) are the reason why I got to do so much. So fast forward meeting those guys, like they just said fuego all the time. It was probably 2014 and they said fuego all the time. <laughs> it's one of those words. Like, is this just a hot item, hot ticket item? Right now, we yeah. got send. Send is a hot ticket. Dude, on Some storm. Words just stick. It says on full send. On full send. On full send. Since. Full send. 2010. On full send. 2009. 2009. 2009. I'm trying to do my Joe Hendo impression. It's really hard. <laughs> Man, I got can my. You do, can you do a Joe Hendo? No, but my English I'm accent on... got like a stamp of approval from yeah, yeah. one of the guys I'm visiting. Yeah, I'm on full send. I can't do it. Yeah, no. maybe Tim Champion. I found that when Anyways, I try I'm to do it, I feel super at fanboy it. right now with these. Like, if I just enter a conversation and someone is talking already, I might be able to do it, but I cannot pull it out of nowhere. It's trash. It's been too long. I gotta, I gotta catch up with those boys. They're not coming through Colorado this year. Yeah, it's upsetting. I know, but we can't be special every year. You know. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's San not Francisco weird. It's is just, a new hotspot. It is a new hotspot. <laughs> yeah. Daryl has made it the place to stay. Props to him, man. It's kind of cool the way that different communities kind of, you know, you have like different eras like, oh, shit, like all of a sudden this place is is popping off and then maybe not so much the next year, but then it makes a resurgence. And then, you know, we don't know, like and then places come out of the woodwork and all of a sudden Australia is on the map and then all of a sudden. I mean, it's always been on the map, but it's, it's been on the map, but people, nobody but, has but it's $1,200 like, to just go somewhere to leave for like if you go to Australia for anything less than two weeks, you might feel a little sad. Because I spent three days in Singapore, which effectively cost the same amount of money as going to Sydney or Brisbane. And like it was great, but I also spent like $1,200. You spent more time flying than you did around. not, yeah. than you did being there. Exactly. Like. But that it's, a, it's cool that it ties in because my, my value for trips comes from time with TFAC, right? Mm. Um, oh, that's who you always travel. Exactly. So like that period of time, like that was four years, four and a half years of my training with those guys. And yeah, they said Fuego all the time. And Amaterasu came from like, what is it that like, okay. So so they're not doing parkour anymore though. They're still training. I just, oh, they are the other day. Oh, okay. okay. You said they got, they were getting into uh, well, what's it called? No, no. Those are my roommates. Those are my roommates. Uh, Those are different people. These guys like picked me up from having to train alone a lot. Cause I don't like that. I don't get, I, I'm inherently more safe when I'm by myself because I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Hobble yourself to get stitches somewhere. If you don't have somebody who's like, Hey, this guy can't walk. We need to help him. So yeah, I've always been like my most confident with at least one person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Amaterasu is this black flame that you can't extinguish. Like it has to be extinguished by the person you cast it. It's from Naruto <laughs> and you're, you're going yeah. way over it's my deep. head. It's the, deep, but like, this is, I mean, people, hey, we're this. all nerds about something. I'm just not nerds about anime but long story short we got we came together on this love of like anime and video games and parkour so Mm -hmm. traveled all over the place met a lot of people and boulder is a place that i got to come to before them and then brought them like in a following trip and i knew that if i wasn't going to live in australia i was gonna live here Mm. so like my willingness to just up and travel places comes from those guys which inevitably got me here yeah that's wild that is wild (laughs) yeah no and it's pretty cool that way that 
again, like these hotspots, they scoop people up. Mm-hmm. You know, we've scooped up a few people. Missoula's the next one. We've scooped. Calling it right now. Missoula's the next scooper. If people it's the next can find magnet. work in Missoula. It's already got, they already got Nate. They already got yeah. Lincoln. Yeah. They, they already, they've scooped a few. The training's good. You just got to be able the to like live there. Yeah. That's, I think that's going to be the harder part for some people because the winters are rough. Ooh, the summers cool. are pretty mild. Well, they get hot, but like they don't feel wrong to me. And it's got just as much stuff to do around it as Boulder, I think, if you like hiking and kayaking and stuff. But I think finding a job someone likes in Missoula, if you're from somewhere else, I think that'd be interesting. Like I could work at a Verizon. They have one. It's not a big deal, but I don't love that job. So maybe I can (laughs) figure something else out. But I know that there's a thing that I could apply for that I'm decent at that I could do and get to train with a bunch of cool people if everyone wanted to move. Yeah. And I think more than anything, people will go there at least for the summer. Like if they can get a couple what is, of weeks. What, is, what, are, what are people doing out there? Dude, is just, everyone working for the gym or are they all working no, at like Verizons and think, stuff? Or like, I think I just spoke to Lincoln. He was working at like a, like a, like a car, minor car repair spot, like oil changes and stuff. You know? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. He, I think the last couple of jobs I'd heard he'd done, he's like good with his hands maybe. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like that's another thing that really like dictates like what happens in a community. Right. Yeah. Obviously with LA, your skills are actually a lot more directly applicable to like the industries out there. Yeah. So people thrive a little bit more easily down there if they can, I mean, it's hyper competitive, yeah, but man. if you can break into it, then you get some really hot success. Like with Tempest has been able to do a lot of really cool things. They make it sound out so here, easy, but like, I know once you talk to them for like 10 minutes, it's way harder than it sounds. And on the short conversation, well, I think know? if you're, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really don't know. There's nothing I would in, like to go out there and spend some time and see what happens. Yeah. There's nothing in me that says, Oh, not I that I'm like, LA I'm not really a couple jobs. Boy, there you go. And like, also, I don't even know if that's what I would like. Maybe I would like it. Maybe I, I wouldn't. It'd be, it'd be worth trying, you know? Like, I did a photo shoot just the other day, and it was like, in, internally, who? I was. it was for Scratch Labs. Um, internally, oh, okay. I was like, man, this is cool. I would love if I could do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So much so that, like, I was running with, like, peanut butter jars and bread in my mouth and stuff. Because they, they were, like, on this real food campaign. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous to try to eat spaghetti on a bike, which is, which is what they were doing. Okay. <laughs> so spaghetti on a bike because they're like advertising for carb. For they have bars on a. They have bars. Uh, and so the equivalent of spaghetti meal. Food. You know, it's, I guess it's like, hey, you could try to mess around with real food on a run, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Or eat this bar that has nutritional value. Mm. Um, I've had their products before. I do enjoy them. Um, yeah, I didn't really do a partnership with them per se, but they gave me some product to try out. It was kind of nice before. And uh, yeah, it's know. a wild landscape that we're navigating as athletes and as just not even athletes or artists or anyone like forget parkour. This is a crazy time to figure out like what you're doing for a living and what it's yeah. going to be like and what it's going to look like in five or 10 years is going to be even completely different potentially with the advancements <laughs> in technology and like all of a sudden like you can go, you can, like you said, you can work wherever the fuck you want. Really. If you work for a big ass company like Verizon, it's like, all right, already yeah. I'm hyper mobile with my location. I can go be any of these locations. Even, even within that, there's a lot of people that work off their laptops now. Yeah. And then there's all these crazy entrepreneurial activities online and there's podcasting and stuff. Like if you can, if I could monetize this, boom, all right, I'm out the door whenever I, I need to. If be. I think it's like, I don't know, man, I don't have like too much side money, but I also don't budget very well. If I put Mm. my money in one place and it was like, Hey, you have $200 that you actually get to use for yourself. Like like legitimately you have $200. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I I spend money so ridiculously. (laughs) Um, but $200, if I knew exactly how much it was, how hard would it be for me to say, well, I like to see two movies a month. 
And I know I like store or content and I would get an extra video every week if I was willing to pay them, you know, the equivalent of 10 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once our community kind of matures a bit more, like we've got people who are older and have been in it and have had jobs and try to like trickle down some information. But I think one more wave of people being like, I really want to do this. I really want to do this and not have to work a whole lot. And it's not even necessarily about being an athlete, a personality or anything. It's just about having the freedom to train when you want. Cause it's so addicting, you know, mm. to be like, Oh, my friend just hit me up and I have 30 minutes to get there before they start. I can do that. If I have a work day, I can't do that. But if I get to work from home and make my own schedule and I just have a task to get done by like a date, that's freedom. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like, that's the landscape for not just parkour athletes, but it's for, it's everywhere right now. Like that's becoming a new thing is just being a personality. Like there's fewer, I don't know, maybe I'm losing touch with reality, but I feel like there's, there's almost like a new industry. Like there's like half the people I run into now have podcasts. Yeah. Not, not legitimately, not but legitimately like, like actually a shitload of people. I'm like, I'll, I'll mention that I have it randomly sometimes, or if like, I meet oh, someone I interesting and I'm weeks. like, Oh, maybe I can invite this person on. Yeah. I'll like, Oh yeah, I have a podcast. I'm like, Oh shit, me too. I got, and like, everyone's got a goddamn podcast. You're like I talk about kitchen and utensils. it's just like, what okay, talk about? this just makes me think about like how hyper inflict inf- in, inflammatory it's not inflammatory i guess it is inf- just it's inflated now yeah. the market the market is just oversat like, maybe not oversaturated but we don't know like the industry is just changing life is changing like these jobs are going to robots and then there's new jobs are being created of just people entertaining other people yeah is that like the and then it's becoming more and more segmented like everyone's going to be there's so many people that are, there's so many thousands more celebrities now and there's so fewer, like, I mean, what there's is no celebrity? more Leonardo DiCaprio's, right? There's just, we're not going to get that anymore. Like Justin Bieber was like one of the last, you know, there's a few superstars, but now the superstars that are even made online, like Justin Bieber, there's, they're not getting as big as him, right? They kind of like, they're finding their own niches. I couldn't and tell maybe, you the last, am I like, losing it? I, I, I couldn't tell you the last like pop star that came out from the that's internet. what i'm saying right like, like no one or, has the attention span like for it everyone's just watching what they want to watch you know and no one's really like but also i'm not 14 so like maybe i'm just not up that's on the it. other thing you right? know like there are people from tiktok writing songs oh my god what Musically, the fuck is tiktok tiktok is like what this the in fuck the is stream TikTok? of entertainment um like people in parkour are doing really well over there. Nick, Nick just, Nick just told me he's like, uh, uh, he's like, I started my TikTok 12 hours ago and he's already got like 20,000 followers. It, dude. <laughs> I was like, well, you spent six years on Instagram and you're already in six hours, just like five times what you, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if that's <laughs> sustainable. Whatever's going on there. Right? Is it like all super young viewers? And no, like, because know. he just showed me a reaction video from someone who very clearly was over like 35. Well, and I'm not it. Either way, like balls to Nick for getting, I think he's over hundred K now. I think the but biggest like, thing is that it's super understandable. Mm-hmm. If you want to see more swipe up, we already know how to use hashtags. Like that does, that's been around. It's just a better platform. It's a platform made for addiction. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. Lost that's what I'm talking sure. about. Sustainability is I'm like, Oh, they made one that's even worse for people. And like, it's more corrupting yeah. to young minds. And I'm like, ah. I think TikTok will die as soon as it has too many ads. Like oh. if you go down three times and it's like, watch this 30 second video about toothpaste. Well, I think that'll be enough for somebody to be like, I'm going to go check my Facebook really fast. And there's, and then there's these blockchain social media platforms that are coming into play too. Now that like, I don't know too many of them, but they're out there. 
there's blockchain ones now and they're like going to be open source and they'll probably be like permanent. They're not going to be allowed to have ads. And I think somehow those are going to be the ones that take over. I think blockchain is ultimately like a big part of like what technology is going to have to offer in the future. I still don't, but I think like everything, I don't really either, but I understand enough to know that like it's programmable probably to the point where like it's, it's open source kind of stuff or it's like, it's all public record. That's kind of like it's decentralization. It's, 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 like it's transparency and, like, and stuff. And so like, and like with Instagram, like we don't know the algorithm, right? We know nope. there's an algorithm. There's people that study it and there's probably some people that know it, but there's not anyone that actually, it's not public knowledge. It's no. not. Whereas, um, certain blockchain platforms will, or certain blockchain, um, apps will make that public record. Okay. So you can see the science, you can see the math and someone who's a brainiac could be like, you know what, this is bullshit. Like it's, it's addictive or whatever, or, you know, you could at least be aware of it and people will probably end up like gravitating towards an app that is transparent and we know that it kind of works for us and it doesn't do anything we don't want it to do and it does the things we want it to do. I also think that people pretend that they care. You About know? what? About security, right? I, I, I work at Verizon and I, especially in Boulder, have so many customers who are like, oh, I don't want to give Google my information. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you just bought, I was just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day, so I, I feel very informed. Um, <laughs> very informed. Yeah, we, yo, that's Joe Rogan. You're, it's your fault. Everyone's got a podcast. By the way. It is, dude. It yo, is. But thank you, so thank access. you for doing it. But also, he and Gary V are just like, hey, you can, you can just hit the button on a phone. You can dude, shoot, I, the like the equipment that, like, th- this I mean, is bonus. Mics, this is all bonus. <laughs> but really, all you need is like, you don't need any of this shit. You could do it with your phone. I've listened to crappy mics before. Hold on, we, got, we got one second here. I gotta What's say, this? we got, hey, we got some swag force. What, what up, what up, what up? James Fisher's a diehard fan. We appreciate your viewership. He's one of the only people that tunes into all the live streams. Biggest Much gang. love, James Fisher. Uh, anyhow, what were you saying? Oh, that's my, my, my friend Corey there. That's oh, my really? brother. Oh, what up, Corey? Since like seventh grade. Yeah. All in. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were, no, on, a, you were on a good uh, thought stream there. Uh, oh, yeah. So what it was is um, most of my customers... They're like, I don't want to give Google my information. I'm like, okay, well, um, what are these apps on your phone? And they're like, oh, well, I like to I like to play games. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so you have you have a Gmail? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so you're signed in. You have to get a Gmail, sign in to get apps on your phone. Yeah, you're signing with Google or Facebook. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And by the way, you just, <laughs> just gave you like, just gave everything away. But and then there are people who talk, like have a minor security conversation with me, and they're like, yeah, but I don't like to lock my phone. And I'm like, well. I mean, have, like you, have, you ever, have you ever left your phone behind for 30 seconds, like on the bar? You're like, yeah, I don't know. that does why, creep. Why me wouldn't out. you lock your phone? That creeps me out. Not the lock. <laughs> I, I lock my phone. Yeah. But like even just Gmail, just just the fact that I use Gmail and I'm so I'm so in attached to it. Like yeah. it's such a part of my life. And I don't understand even like really what they t- that they you. <laughs> we are all worth like but, cents on the dollar for our information straight up. Oh, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. But that's where I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of with you. It's like, all right, I'm not really that concerned about security. Like this yeah. ball has been rolling the whole time, man. It's like, if, if they were going to fuck around, they would have done, they're already doing it. They they're are fucking it. around. We I just don't, don't really it. know exactly yet. Offer what they're me doing. a job. Offer me a job. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. There's, there, there's no way they're not <laughs> selling things that are valuable, whatever. They but, know I'm looking for jobs but, and they're sending stuff to me. But we're, we're still things are getting easier and better for, for us yeah. and cheaper phone service is cheaper. Mm, well, I don't know. I think I we're think just getting so. more for the same money. Okay. Well that's, 
similar to being cheaper, I guess. In a, in a way, but like we're more reliant upon it. So it's it's not that we're like ever paying less, right? Mm-hmm. We're just getting more services well, for the same. Well, way. speaking of Verizon, actually, I found out the other day that I could get on the Verizon network through 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 Xfinity. Yeah, technically, technically, it's a whole. Thing. And I would have dropped my cell phone bill. Although I'm a little skeptical of it. It depends on how much you travel. That's where I, that's where I talk to my customers. That's why I like T-Mobile because it's all good on that international. It is, but like Xfinity in particular, I guess like hashtag IMVZW because they, 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 they might check this. Uh, <laughs> Xfinity is like a deprioritized person or lease thing with Verizon. So like there's our services and then there's who they sell to, right? That's who they sell to. They don't, you don't get the best speeds on that apparently oh fuck that shit that's what i'm saying yeah i was yeah. like you're not giving me the good stuff that's like me you saying mean, i have all of uh, this is my wi-fi but I'm guess what I put, I put an extension in for you no but I'm and I, I even asked them about that and they were like and, I, and because i'm bringing over my own phone they're like yeah well you're gonna just basically eat the shit that we give you yeah and i'm like no <laughs> fuck you anyhow all i'm saying is that uh the blockchain will at least be able i think I think that the tide's turning a little bit. Like ultimately the trend I'm seeing is that there's fewer and fewer places for the bullshit to hide. Now don't get me wrong, I think like big money and big and these these big the people that are making a lot of money off these algorithms or the people that want to maintain control of their app that is like the app that everyone's using like Facebook owns Instagram and yeah. and Google has who knows how much weight they hold <laughs> in society and Amazon and all these things but they ultimately are going to have to like, ultimately their whole thing is based on service. And because it's so much easier to, to compete with, if you have a, if you're, if you're able to write code or something, you could write something that makes it so that you essentially invent something that is uh, like, but I mean, that's what blockchain is. And Bitcoin is, it's is a whole like different way of, I don't a, even know what you just said. I don't. I didn't say anything very intelligent. That's for sure. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, these technology as technology advances, it only makes it more competitive in a way that I think makes it so that people get better services for less. Okay. Yeah. Because that is the only way that they can keep expanding these companies. Even is just to get more people on board. Like they have to get the people that couldn't afford it to be on board and afford it now. I just in don't, some ways. I just don't know enough, man. Like I studied I advertising either. and like, even when I got out of school, I was behind and that <laughs> was painful. Right. Because I was head, head deep in freaking Instagram in college, but it was only a minor part of my education conversations. Mm-hmm. And then I came out of it, like knowing what influencers were, but like no one, there's no formula for being good enough to be seen. And that's where you go back to not knowing the algorithm. There is no perfect amount of perfection, which is a dumb sentence, (laughs) but there's no, there's no right on the money, hit the bullseye tomorrow. You have 10,000 followers and then you can start selling yourself in whatever way you find appropriate. It's just, I don't know. It's cool. I can tell somebody how to like, do the math for what their impressions are, or what likes they have, or their percentage of people following them that engage. That you can tell somebody in a five minute conversation. Mm-hmm. But everything else is about what you do with it. And like, I have friends who do this for companies and they're just like just spitballing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm already, I feel like, completely outside of 
the sphere in some ways of, of what that, like what you need to know if you want to grow your audience and stuff. Yeah, I'm already just like, I'm lost. Like I, like all I can do is try to make the content that I think is good or that I might want to see, or that I'm like passionate about making or that I enjoy yeah. making because really that's what it comes down to is if I'm not having a good time doing it, then I don't really care. Cause I'm done trying to do things for, for the, the people. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I'm just, it's not going to work out if that's no. your, it, there's no gas there that you, cause you're constantly just like, why didn't they like that? But I really like that. That one was heartfelt. That was, but like for me at this point, I think my, my big, my best feeling is treating my Instagram like a, per, a digital journal, right? I can go back to many of those moments and just be like, whoa, that made me feel really good. That day was awesome. That day was spent with my friends in the sun or I saw my parents or I landed a trick that was hard. Mm-hmm. And it's a bonus for me if other people like that because I hope that they can connect with that in the sense like, oh, I've had some good days or like, oh, I have, I've had some kind of mediocre or shitty days. Um, I think that's what social media is about. It's about keeping up with people and knowing like that conversation is open that which is put out is an open conversation some people forget that some people forget that real hard that what you put out there is an open conversation what do you mean by that well some people on facebook facebook's a fucking wild west dude now, man facebook <laughs> is dead son get oh. off of facebook i'm only there because like that's how you hear about events you know I'm on there for events. I guess that's a good spot for events, but yeah, not for like minor training, but for events. That's what I'm saying is like, I've like, I can't be on it and I don't know. Everyone's by like, it's just as as connected as we all are. I feel like also there's so much just, yeah, just like, all right, I'm fucking done with that whole area. So like, there's probably so many things that happen on Facebook. I've seen group chats and stuff too. Like the try hard group chats on Facebook. Dude, I feel like the oldest man sometimes because of uh, technology and just all these things. I'm not as interested in it. I'm like, I like this platform because, all right, I have you here. Yeah. You, you know, this is whatever. This is tech technology and it's getting in the way a little bit, but at least Excuse me. you're here. We're having a real conversation. That's what engages me. That's what makes me feel like I'm doing something that I'm interested in. Yeah. More and more. You know, I've, I've enjoyed posting. I like making edits and I still do, but <clears throat> I'm starting to just get really interested in other areas. I feel like I've yeah. done it in some ways. I'm like, all right, I want to do more, but I also want to explore the, the, as I've gotten older and my eyes or whatever have gotten wider, mm-hmm. who knows? I'm just waking up to just so much more experience out there. Like I'd love the experience of making kind of an Instagram diary. And I've done that too. Oh, what Instagram, like not diary, but like a journal, oh, whatever. A battery and journal, like journal, whatever. Just a a place to put, you know, great memories and and I still enjoy doing it. And I kind of use it in a similar way. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But now I'm just like, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe it's because of all the changes I've been experiencing. I've just been like really excited about like, whoa, damn, there's so much more. This, it's just fascinating to me, like how many other games are being played yeah. than the ones that, you know, I was really focused on playing for a while. I think my problem is like secretly I don't enjoy much, right? <laughs> <laughs> secretly, I don't enjoy much. I, that's I, actually a that's a that's a strength in a way. If you know what you enjoy, then you can just focus on that. Yeah. I enjoy this I like, shit out of way too many things. I like, enjoy training a, a lot, picking. but I like watch anime. Time of my girlfriend's cool. That's like a thing that I didn't really invest in before Mm. so like 
I might be done with the day at 9 p.m. because we just want to watch some stuff. <laughs> like in the like last summer, it's interesting because like the parallels there. Last summer, I, I lived in my car. Like for six months, I lived in my car because I wanted to have money to go to Singapore. And I was like, you can't buy Singapore tickets and put yourself deeper in debt if you're not going to work a lot and put the money back. So I lived in my car, which was a big financial decision. And like I pay more for that than I do rent. But I lived in my car because I can. It was cool. I, I just put it outside of 24 hour fitness and I just lifted at night, lifted at night, made myself tired, watched an episode of something and went to sleep. The next morning I might have an hour and a half at one job and then the rest of the day at another job and this or that. Um, so I, I just like learned to value the time for myself a lot. Like if I got to train for an hour, I got to train for an hour. Like I fit that in. It was, it was a feeling mm. of success. Mm. Right. And now I'm working part time. Cause I was like, I wanted to, you know, train and travel without having the stress of needing to go right back to work. And I feel like I did that this summer too. Um, and I don't think that one's necessarily better than the other, but because I don't enjoy that many things, sometimes I just feel like I'm sitting down watching anime for four hours. And I'm like, damn, dude, I didn't do anything. This is valuable. But you have to remind yourself that the time spent for yourself is valuable. So I don't know, like, I don't even know where I started with that, but ultimately like, there's not too much that I can say that like I would take me away from parkour, I guess is what I was getting to because I don't enjoy too many other things that I feel like I'm missing out on. I'm always gonna be dialed in for this. Oh, you want to train? Oh, my knees kind of hurt, but I'm still going to train. I'm still going to find something to do Nice, because <laughs> it's still better than me, like sitting down for four hours on something else. I like maybe just as much or slightly less. Mm -hmm. I think I like it. It's, it's a weird argument because using my body is great, but sometimes it puts me in a hole because I just trained for like three or four days straight, took a day off and then trained a day. And I was like, how am I going to feel tomorrow? <laughs> I need to do, like do so much you better. You definitely have to like expand your interests. I think at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, parkour can be really hard on the body. If that's what you're getting all of your, um, enjoyment out of in life. It's taxing. Trust me. I've sort of been there where I've been like, I don't enjoy anything but doing that. Or that's the thing I enjoy so much more than anything else that I'm going to spend as many waking hours doing it as possible. And I destroyed my body to the point where I've been repairing it for years exactly. and years. And that's, it's taught me a lot, which is really good. Um, and, and sometimes there's different things. Like, I mean, I thought about this where like, you know, some people get a lot more out of it and I got a shitload out of it. Yeah. And I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just saying like you might get um we talked about this with Nick Vale on the episode that he was on. That's one I haven't listened to. Um but he was kind of just going at, you know his his uh discipline or art form or whatever was tricking. Okay. And it's just we were just kind of talking about how you have an arc potentially where you're getting a lot of juice doing that activity mm -hmm. and for some people maybe the arc is the entire life of like when they found it until they're dead and some people maybe it's like a few years i mean there's like people that just are super casual they take a class they're out everyone's mm -hmm. got their own engagement with the the art or discipline right and it's unique to them and where their life is at and what they value and everything else um and that's like what's so cool is that, you know, you might be getting a lot out of it and then all of a sudden you find a job at it. And then also you find you, your spouse, your like your partner or whatever spouse spouse is such a weird yeah. not a word that it's we're a, using right now, but far. like your, your, um, you just, you, you build your whole family around it. Like you see people that get 
you know, the world expands so much from, from their engagement with it Mm -hmm. that, uh, it becomes, you know, the fabric. I mean, look at Jason Paul, like Jason Paul in like, like he's making his, like his family is now like gonna be like his baby is like a Truman show baby all of a sudden, like (laughs) not really, but like, I mean, not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's 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 just kind of fascinating. Like he's plugged in and like it's kind of a crazy it's kind of a crazy thing. But there's going to be people that like they're growing up on. I mean, he his life is on screen in a way. His life is on in vlogs. And I'm not saying his daughter Frida, which congratulations, of course, like big ups on him. And and, the person and he's an amazing dad. It look like his family. I've got nothing except just like mad love for that. But it is like interesting that it's like okay cool there's like we're gonna see like his family grow up potentially you know how long will this happen and go on it's like it's pretty wild that these are the kinds of things that are it's i'm curious how it'll go right because i i don't think either one of them is the are the sorts of people to overly broadcast their um personal lives no so i think it'll be interesting to see how much of their family time we see you know, like Bart's got one kid for sure, maybe two, maybe had one on the way. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But like the people who've been in parkour who have children, I don't think it really changes what we see so much. You know, there might be yeah. a photo here, photo there, but like Diddy, for, oh, not Diddy, but like, uh, yeah, that's well, true. is it Diddy? Diddy. Darnell? Darnell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just call him Paul. P. Diddy. <laughs> I'm not from that era. I, I, I know him as Paul, but like I know what I'm looking for on Instagram. Um, but yeah, like his kids pop up here and there, you know, Mm -hmm. and just like little practices they've done that afternoon. But yeah, I don't think, I I don't think kids are going to change parkour as much as some people might think. Right. No, no, no. And I'm not really talking about like it changing parkour, but like, I don't even really, I don't don't think Jason Paul is going to turn his Frida into like a Truman show, like spectacle or anything. I just think that it's fascinating that like we are, your whole life now is maybe literally from birth. People are now being their, their videos of them introduced to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I started producing content or whatever at, I don't know, cell phones, like started having cameras on them when I was like 15 or 16 or something. Yeah. Then that's when things, but like now I'm just talking about that, like how things are changing and how, what we can, people share. are becoming, you know, celebrities from children aged to, uh, with with just like these crazy spikes and like it's the cash me outside actually. girls, they just like they yeah. spike up and then they disappear Have you into heard the her rap though. No. Okay, I'm I'm I'll admit it. I like some of it. <laughs> <laughs> she did some. She did. Well, I'm sure she had some really talented people write it for her. Right? I mean, probably, but I haven't checked. Like, I, I mean, or she's real really up, good. Who people knows? People get real up in arms about ghostwriters. I feel like if you can admit that it's a whole team and you're the performer, I think it's fun. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's just crazy that we are. That's what I'm saying. It, it's crazy that we're in a place where you can capitalize on that much momentum like that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to last. I think people will become disinterested in it. It's lasted well enough. Like, like again, when you're not in it, you don't see it. Right. And I, I, I refer- don't see it. I reference it a lot. But like a couple of years ago, I was on YouTube just kind of surfing around or like Red Bull's website looking for mm-hmm. art of motion info. And I ran into like a paper airplane contest. And that just like exploded my mind in the sense of you can like anything in this world. And there's, uh, there's a community for it. There's probably yeah. a competition for it or some sort of ex- exhibition of sorts, you know? So mm. 
Yeah, man. There's somebody who really is about that girl. Oh, there's they're like I want my hair people. red like her. I want my nails like her. I she want made the makeup she's sporting. Like, there's absolutely a place for all of it. But like, it's always crazy to watch from the fringe. Like, from I guess that that's what I'm saying bit. is like I wonder if there's a pendulum swing the other direction. I don't know, or does it just keep snowballing from here? And it becomes like, you know, we just don't know. But that's what's fascinating about this time is I feel like there's more revolutions per second yeah. than ever. We're sprinting like, all the time. It's it's the 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 way that the language, the cycle of things update. I would I would call it the language. The way that the language we're all using in movement, in mm-hmm. English, in like on the internet, it updates faster and faster we all get new terms and we all get on the same page faster and faster and ideas spread just faster and faster like look at red bull automotion this year was fucking mind-blowing yeah obviously it was two years off or whatever so it it looks a lot different than like that's that's one thing i didn't for i didn't quite remember but i was like this looks completely different this is barely looks like the same sport in some ways well then last red bull automotion submissions but the level of the game's at right now, all of a sudden, it's hurtful. Like, <laughs> it's you can awesomely see, hurtful. you can feel the dial just. Like, like we've already hit up. eleven. We're aiming for fifteen. Like we're trying to set a new meter. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Is like with the, these revolutions per second, it's like we're gonna just see more and more and more of this. Does it? Does it keep going up or does it? Like I don't know. I feel, I feel How like much it has skating to. changed in the last fifteen years. Do you know that? Because you probably know more about skating than I do. How much has skating changed in the last 15 years? Because I know it was like the 20-some year anniversary of the first 900. It's definitely blown like completely out of the like water. Like it's popular, but are we still making new tricks? Are we oh, st- yeah. Like are we, are we doing different styles of competition? People are definitely com- doing different competition? stuff. It seems to have... It, just, it does get gnarlier every year. It still gets gnarlier every year. Yeah, okay. But it is like... It, that's what, it maybe is like a parabolic curve. Like it's starting to impr- approach like what is the limit of what's physically it's like possible the limit without before using other. Apparatuses. But then, but then you start thinking about like, okay, yeah, what if there's there's advancements again, like that pushes further. And, Dude, think, can you imagine the, the way that people use energy? Boards? And then there's like crazy conversations happening in the world right now about like consciousness and how we can tap into like different gene expressions when we. You know, who knows what's going if on? If we crack flow let's state, say the human- everything's going to blow up. If we crack flow state, like if we can teach kids how to activate that mm-hmm. without having to like get in the zone, they're just like, no, the zone is now. Everything will change. Yeah. And there's well, and there's a lot of work being done with trauma too, right? Yeah. And stuff like, so people might not have to backtrack through all this trauma to then like wake up to, you know, whatever, get into their life and actualize themselves and stuff right there's yeah. a lot of people like talked about like this is kind of the era of like self-development like why joe rogan was so huge and some of these other people like i listened to aubrey marcus is another one that's like a really Never big he's uh he's the founder of this company on it um, oh yeah i've seen uh, it. joe rogan where's there's shirts? a lot of like, like just like the best minds in the world like we can all listen to them now or yeah. the best like a lot of the most impactful thought leaders and experiential knowledge is the most accessible it's ever been Mm-hmm. Like I can't read very fast, but I can listen to things really fast. Mm. Like I don't speed up anything usually, but if I needed to, like if the voices were tolerable, like we're one, we're one feature of on audible away from listening to things at two times speed that, and it doesn't sound weird. Cause like I talk kind of fast right now. I'm talking faster than most audible books. Right. Yeah. And most people are going to understand that if people can both listen to that without a tonal shift 
and retain it, it's it's just going to magnify what we've, what we've been doing. Yeah. Somebody's going to know more about physics in 20 minutes than they would have in their classes of, of any sort, right? Just I wonder because, how much I'm retaining these days. I mean, I'm listening to too much, I think. I've had to take some breaks where I'm like, okay, I'm literally, you know, it's actually the reverse now where yeah. I'm just, it's background noise or it's, it's massaging like this get like to be pattern to in my brain, this addictive pattern maybe. Yeah. You got to be careful with that because again, is there a pendulum swing? Who knows? I'm just saying I found out recently how, and I'm probably not showing it, but I've, I've been really working, working on my listening skills a little bit more and just in life. Oh no, I can tell. And Ooh, you can tell. Oh yeah, bro. I've had some conversations with you where it's like, it gets a little loud because we're both just trying to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we're just way up here, <laughs> but no, this is pretty calm. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a problem with that. <laughs> uh, it's, it makes for an interesting dynamic, mm. right? Because you have to be really prepared. Well, not prepared because that's, that's the absolute antithesis of what this whole podcast can be at times. Um, if you're really wanting to say something, you got to hold it in your pocket sometimes. You know, but otherwise, like it's the way conversations work now. We can jump from so many subjects because we're all doing and listening to so much, whether it's paper airplanes or like astronomy and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but it, it brings up a question like, would you rather know a little bit about a lot or a lot about a little bit? And that's a great question. And that's what I'm kind of getting at is I'm like, okay, do I really need to like the thing in my pocket, you know? is it even worth saying at all? Or is it just another thing that I heard somewhere and it's one of the million things that I keep just hearing places and I'm regurgitating. And if I just listened, if we all just listened a fuckload more, maybe these ideas that are actually good, you know, that's one of the things that's like kind of odd about like having a podcast because I'm like, okay, I actually think I'm genuinely wanting to say less right now in my life. Hmm. Listen more. And having a podcast is kind of like, again, the antithesis of doing that in some ways, well, at least but it's with also this format. Like there were no notes for this. There's no notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have a better, like prepared. I don't know, man. It's just like, what do you want? Right. I yeah. was talking to Giles about it for a split second. Mm-hmm. Like they have a couple show notes and he said that they're wrestling with, do we put more detail in that and stick to it? Or do we kind of keep doing what we're doing and like we know what we want to talk about, but we let the tangents happen? And I, I think both are right. Mm. I think if I'm listening to a show and it's structured, cool, I'm going to follow along. But if it's random, like it feels that much more organic. And I'm hoping that some of the topics are long enough to get into. But ultimately, I'm okay with listening to something for an hour. Like I drive pretty long sometimes. Like I'll probably have like almost an hour drive to get home tonight. Mm. And that's fine. I'll just put something on. I know there are a couple of podcasts I haven't listened to. I'm gonna keep plugging them because I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, yeah, I get <laughs> it. Um, yeah, man. I think it's a great time to waste time, right? Like I have the Tower of Seneca on Audible right now, and it's a recommendation from Ryan Keenan. Ryan listens to some, listens and mostly reads, I think, to some of some profound stuff, mm. and it's stuff that you have to listen to or read more than once. But even if I just have like the one moment where I tell myself to listen to that, I find some value in that. That 20 minutes where I'm just like, these are little fortune cookies of advice because we've all been asking the same questions for a very long time. (laughs) Right. And it's cool because I can't read 
for crap. Like I, I read well, but if we both had to read 20 pages, like it's going to take me a lot longer. I bet. Like I just don't, <laughs> my eyes get tired. I slept through a lot of high school and middle school because my eyes would get tired. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know I needed glasses until my senior year and I couldn't see through like a camera viewfinder. Um, but in the end, I think all of it being available can prompt some really awesome conversations, but it also has a lot of people walking really tall knowing a little bit about a lot. Mm. And I just don't know what conversations I'd rather be in because if someone knows a lot about a little, I can listen to them for 20, 30 minutes and maybe I might come out with something. But somebody who knows a lot of, a little bit about a lot, we might just like brush over current events and brush yeah, over yeah, what yeah. they read yesterday. And then I can be like, well, I jumped on some stuff for five minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I have one current event show that I really like, Philip DeFranco, and I have Google telling me like when stuff pops up. But ultimately, it is so much information to have at, the, at your fingertips that you, I almost don't feel like I need to learn anything. Because when I ask the question, the answer is there. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm, I may not be using it in the right way. Or in the way, that, the way that's most correct for me yet. Yeah, that's interesting. What do you feel like you know a lot about? Um, anime, I don't know. And even <laughs> then, like, <laughs> I'm the guy who knows a lot, a little bit about a lot. I've we all, kind of, I love, I love little Scooby, little Scooby snacks. Like, I love that. Mm. But it also hasn't aided me in like anything larger, right? I can do just enough in photography to like make stuff I like. I know I'm good enough at parkour for me to have fun necessarily. I, I watch enough anime to be conversational because I watch a lot of mainstream stuff. I don't really dig into heavy slice of life animation or anything like that. And um, yeah, I don't know much about politics. I don't, I'm a very middle ground guy. I'm just charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> like I can be in the minor conversations of a party and like leave being like, I said, hey to everybody. <laughs> but um, I think I'm just passionate. Like if I know that little bit and I can get the conversation started, I will soak up whatever you have to give me. I might be a little exhausted afterward because like my natural inclination is to talk too much, but I always value that stuff because hearing the passion from someone else on something that I don't understand gives me hope for like learning some, finding another thing that I'm really in love with. Mm. There are just so many things to fall in love with and learning about. Yeah. So yeah, I'm okay. Like more than anything, I think what I know a lot about is socialization. I think I know how to talk to virtually anyone and listen to virtually anyone and have us both leave that feeling like, Hey, I met another good person today. Like, I think that's what makes my job easier. Mm. So what is, tell me more about that. What are the tips well, <laughs> for having those good interactions? I just like to ask questions that like I would want to answer. I, when I ask somebody about their day, I hope that they answer truthfully. And even if it's a bad one, like I hope we can leave like not having added to that. It's, it's kind of big to think that you can enhance someone's day and make it better. So if that happens and they tell me that I'm ecstatic, but all I ever really do is try to not add anything else to it. There are people who come in with trashed up phones, like left it on top of my car, turned around and it had already been run over six times type stuff. But like, and people who come in being like, Oh, I have $500 more on my bill. This is so shitty. Why did Verizon do this to me? Why did you do this to me? And I'm like, well, dude, well, first of all, neither one of us are Verizon. I work here. 
Like, I don't have a big enough stake in this <laughs> to call me Verizon. I speak about it in third person, big, yeah. big talk. Like, cause I'm, I'm a customer as well. I get a discount, but I'm still a customer. Like when things change and it's not good, it's not good for me either, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I think more than anything, like, ah, man, in the past, I, I, I said some mean things to people, man. Cause I think that's the one thing that's kind of dangerous about having a personality like mine. Like I know how to like hear the things that people really like. And I also know how to use things I know about people to tear them down. Right. Mm. So these days I really work on the opposite end. Cause I just, I don't know. There was a whole chapter where I was like, damn, what people say to me is really hurting. And like, it might've been the feather drop, but damn my heart. Uh, I'm broken. Yeah. And I don't know. It was really enlightening in the sense that, yeah, words are just words, but like in the minds of others, they can carry weight. So when people come in the store, I just try to level with them. I'm like, look, what phone, do you know anything about phones? Where do we start? Mm. Okay, cool. Are you ready for the sales pitch? Cause I do have to try to sell you some stuff. Like you came to my job, you asked me some questions. This is an exchange. I have to ask you some questions. It doesn't matter if you say no, cause I'm not terribly obsessed with money. I just needed to eat <laughs> and see my friends. <laughs> so, and I really try to bring parkour into every conversation I have. That's like a sales conversation. Cause I'm, I'm going to be with this person for like upwards of 45 minutes. Mm. And I feel like at the end of those interactions, my customers know me, they can come back in and ask me what I've been up to. Are there any clips that I've, I want to show them? Right. I have some repeat customers and it's a great time. O older people love me. Like mm. Boulder is the spot. One of my customers asked me how I felt about living in such a white area and I told them where I was from right before that like Grew up in Georgia, North Carolina college and South Carolina kind of stuff So I was just like I've always been in white areas quote-unquote <laughs> um, And I feel really comfortable with it. So what's up? <laughs> what's going on? Fine. Um, yeah, man I, I think that's what I really enjoy the sales part is kind of frustrating But the interaction is where I feel like myself where I'm asking someone about what they're up to, what they enjoy, what they use their phone for. Like, what have you been watching? What have you learned lately? What did you do today? What do you do for work? Who are the people you like at work? Like, tell me a story. Cause I'm gonna be sitting here going through your phone, deleting apps you accidentally downloaded for a while, Susan. So who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't think I know a whole lot about much of anything, but I feel like even with a language barrier, I connect with people. And I think that's a skill set that I took for granted for very, like very long, mm. right? Because there are people around me who don't do well around people who don't do well having to talk on the fly. Like I was stoked when you were like, hey, anybody want to do a podcast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can talk. I can chat for an hour. <laughs> yeah. I like you. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So like, I think that's what's really allowed me to get around in our community as well in the cleanest way possible um <laughs> i am willing and ready to speak to anyone for five to ten minutes but i still get that uncomfortable feeling like when i'm trying to talk to people i feel like i've seen a lot but don't know very well like kai willis lynn young great people know them well enough for my five to ten minute conversations big storm out here yo i mean but like there's some of my favorite people for and sure. like i've known hendo for for years now i met hendo in, yeah. like in 2016 and like saw him several times but I'm still just like, man, I don't know if these people want to talk to me. I don't know if I'm too much for them. And that's where like those little social anxieties kick in. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, as long as I leave after I've enjoyed the part of the conversation, I can hope they enjoyed that part. You know, I never try to lay it on too thick because it's, 
it's a weird separation where I'm like, this person is doing their job now. They're at this event and a bunch of people want to talk, going to want to talk to them. So I shouldn't talk their ear off. Mm. <laughs> but the intimate moments remind me like, no, these are my friends. Mm. So I just try to treat everybody like my friend and we can get out of here. <laughs> I think that's like the, the answer to the story. Yeah. Um, I'm good with people. I enjoy talking to virtually anyone. And I feel like at the end of it, I may not remember your name, but I will know your face. I could see you six states away at a Burger King. I don't know why I'm at Burger King. I don't like that stuff. But I'm going to remember I saw you somewhere. That's powerful. I think that like it's so it's so important and it's really cool that that's what you make a priority in your job because connecting with people is really what we're all like trying to do, I think anyways. Yeah, man. You know, like like you're saying it's like, okay, I have to do this bullshit with your phone. You have to get your bullshit phone thing fixed. Yeah. <laughs> but why don't we just enjoy each other's company and like who knows? Like who knows where this conversation can go? Like yeah. we're both just people on this planet. And we're, you know, and we all have like our own intelligence. We all have our own stories. And that's kind of like why I think there's still value, even though, okay, maybe I'm someone that knows a little about a lot, mm -hmm. but by having a platform to just get to know other people, all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, shit. Like it just makes, I'm fascinated with this, the, your story and like everyone else's story that's been on here and where it goes. And the more I give the, or rather the less I give a shit about like, you know, the views the views and, and, and who's on here and whatever, the more I can just focus on that connection too. And that's kind of where I want to take things as well. And just, you can't go wrong being genuine. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm finding. Like at the older I get, mm. there are moments where I'm angry and there are moments where I talk too much, but like you can never go wrong with being genuine. Cause when the time comes, someone who enjoys your company will request it. That's it. You know? Um, and if you don't get invited anywhere, well, find something for yourself. <laughs> That's like the other part I've had to learn. Well, and being genuine is a lot harder than it sounds. It is, man. You know, because like you'll get in your own head like, okay, maybe, you know, oh, fuck, this guy want to, is, are they busy? Like, or in, I don't know if that's actually what you're thinking, but you're like, okay, I don't want to like, disturb somebody. Yeah. Um, that can influence I mean, it's a genuine feeling, but it also might make you act disingenuously if you really want to say something, but then you don't, or, or if you yeah. don't want to say something, but then you're like, I have to say something. Cause I'm not going to be like, you know, <laughs> you can like spiral out of control. If you have a brain like mine, like real fast, think overthinking something. Oh, and then you lose touch with that, that genuine feeling. Yeah. And so, you know, just like one last little piece on me is like, I'm just been, spreading out my consciousness a little bit like yeah. more like i think you know it's it sounds a little weird and spiritual maybe to some people but it's real shit as far as i can tell is taking the the thoughts in your head quieting them down is really important that's why i think so many people meditate and bringing like your consciousness like down into your balls if you have to to but like center it out into your heart like yeah. that's why people say you know speak from the heart or when you feel like it's coming from the heart that's when it feels the most genuine because you're not thinking about it and thinking what kind of reaction or whatever you're going to yeah. get. And you're not, you know, it's, I don't know. There's something, there's something to that cliche, man. There was a moment recently, right? I was at the Boulder, uh, farmer's market with Brooke mm -hmm. and Shailene Woodley was there. Do you know who that is? Shailene Woodley? Shailene Woodley. 
Mm, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Man, it's been a while since I was like properly starstruck. Like some, like I wanted to say, hey, so badly. I wanted her to see me so badly. Right? She Who was, is she? She's from the movie uh, Divergent and that's that whole series. But like I know her from uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager, that like old ABC family drama where she got pregnant at band camp. And <laughs> all right, man, I don't know. She's been around a minute. She's in this show called uh, like Big Little Lies on HBO. Also very good. Has uh, Zoe Kravitz and some other people in it. Very like like Meryl Streep was in the, in the new season. Like she's getting some good roles. Um, long story short, she's just being a regular person at the farmer's market. But she's got this face like this iconic face where she just looks like she doesn't want you to talk to her. And the only moment that she was like facing in my direction she had just answered a phone call and mm. I gave her like the half wave, like, just like, notice me, Simba. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think her partner noticed. I don't know, that might have just been her friend, but they looked kind of close, right? Yeah. And I think he noticed and laughed a little bit. And I just like had a laugh too. I was like, damn, I just gave the half wave because I just wanted to be seen. <laughs> I, just wanted, I just wanted so badly to be seen by this girl that I've watched in movies, this woman I've watched in movies and television. And it's just funny, man. It's that's weird. Like celebrity <laughs> is just a weird experience, yeah, man. man. But like that was one moment where I just didn't feel like myself. Have you ever just met any of the other celebrities, like or people that you've been huge, huge fans of? Uh, yeah, man. I went to Warped Tour for several years in middle school and high school, thanks to like some good friends. You know, friends that were willing to go a couple times. I went. I got to a point where I like knew enough people in my town that I could go by myself and just like run into groups mm -hmm. wherever I wanted to see people, and. Yeah, I got to meet some artists whose music I really loved. And How, like I I got like acclimated to that very easily where I was just like, well, I'll just, you know, say my piece, give get my 2 minutes, say hello, say I appreciate them. And the same thing kind of applied to parkour people, right? So now I have this trouble, like even though I know we're friends, if you're not there specifically to hang out with me, I won't talk to you very long. Because I just have the assumption that you're going to be talking to other people. <laughs> and that you, you need to be free <laughs> you need to be freed up you know um but it's always cool like i could be so big in this sport and i'd still just be like yeah. <laughs> i mean it's it interferes with the ingenuine interactions exactly right like, like that's who to, i am to get yeah like i've met i mean speaking of joe rogan i went to see one of his comedy shows recently uh no years ago okay because there was one recently and too, at belco uh, Really fucking a, yeah, dude! I need to get went, bro, tickets to too. these things. See, that's Tom why Segura's I need to be plugged in. Though, same theater. Okay, but I'm I think fan. it might be close to sold out too. Um, I really bummed. I missed the Chappelle at Red Rocks. That would have been really cool. Oh, damn, his new special was fire. Did you see it, bro? I laughed a lot, and like it was the kind of laugh that I felt a little guilty for in some places. But I was like, this is this is his lens. Yeah, I don't get mad at comedy. I try. No, I, I do oh my, my best. God. Like I grew actually, up I think it's back on the rise again. People are like getting a little bit less tiptoey around like all the terms and everything. I think we're kind of like, again, the language is going to circle back. And that's one of the things that comedians do that is so valuable is that if everyone's laughing at this shit, then we all know that it's okay. Yeah. Cause we you know? know humans are fucking weird because we, yeah, we're so weird about things like, and there's truth in it when it's funny. You just need somebody to tell you how weird we are. Oh man. I thought about doing stand up, and I don't actually think I'm that funny, but people will laugh at times and that's enough for me. Yeah. It's enough for me to be like, Should maybe do I'll it. try. Like I can't rap. Should do but it. I I'll do it with rapping. you, dude. Let's go do it. Let's go to some open yeah, mics. Yeah, let's find some open mics, man. Like I'll just I've got a couple stories in the pocket. Just tell tell some stories, man. That's yeah. the way to start. I mean, I think 
that's if nothing else, it'd be worth it just eating shit on stage. Like yeah. I, I actually went to an open mic and ate shit on stage Did just you? to experience that. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I aimed to Please hopefully do about that. I tried to do something funny. Well, okay. Here's the two that I've done. Um, and I kind of don't want to, I actually want to continue doing it, but like, I, I don't know like where I'm at with it. You know, it's exploratory, but it's, it's something that I'm interested in. It's something yeah. I've always been interested in. It's something that like ever since I saw George Carlin specials when it was the day he died, I saw uh they That's replayed like all though. of his his um I don't know who that is. George Carlin? Nope. You should check him out. He's got dozens of specials. He's one of the most prolific comedians of all time. Uh I I'll be honest, man. I just I grew up on a lot of black comedies. So well, like, he's like the guy? Richard Pryor for like he's like the white Richard Pryor in some ways. And not really, but like, I would he's like so as famous. Like, he's black too. He's like as famous. He's like as impactful. I would say he's of the same era in some ways. So what years? Um, like, what he was, he was like, was he active. He was active from like the seventies to the two thousands. No but, chance. But, but, the, but he was really like, he kind of like the first half of his career, he wasn't making waves the same way. Yeah. And then he had this really, um, well, speaking of language and stuff, he had this big bit that was like the seven dirty words. And it was oh, like all the words I you couldn't say on television. One. And that one made him famous. I don't really Isn't think that, that bit's that, that funny. Song? Those uh, are all seven words? Probably, yeah. But like his later shit, like actually when he was like 71 or two when he died, his last special, I mean, he was one of the first people to be outspoken against religion and like a famous, uh, you know, anti-religious movement person i don't know like hmm. he he pioneered a lot of like interesting thoughts like the first person that i've seen talk about a lot of things in the way that he talks about him um he blew my mind yeah i never i thought that i didn't know that you could be that <laughs> powerful on stage in a way sorry you said george carlin is honorary black honorary black i'm like over here trying to read some of these comments um but anyhow uh, suffice it to say that I've I've tried to do two open mics and I've ate shit both times. Yeah, in what and, way? Like just no laughs? Um, no. The first time actually I got some laughs. Okay. Uh, but I was so unprepared because I was so nervous and like here's like how I'll do things sometimes. I'm sloppy. You just wing it. This is my shit, right? Like we just turned on the live stream. Yeah. I was and eating popcorn I don't, until it started Sometimes working. it's easier for me to just get the ball rolling than to try to make things actually perfect. And then when I care about something too much, I usually fuck it up. Same. So what I did is I wasn't even committed to going on stage. I was like, I'm going to go to an open mic and just watch it. And then I was like, I'll refine some notes on my phone to see if I think they're funny. Yeah. And then... I got a beer when I was watching it and then I got another beer. So that was smart. And then I was like, all right, you know what? Everyone's eating dicks on stage. That's the thing about an open mic is it kind of builds your confidence because no one's funny. Everyone sucks. It's like watching a first level. It's like watching a bunch of people like fuck up their broad jumps and like not, you know, they're craning things, whatever. I don't know. Like it's just worse. It's really bad. Everyone's terrible. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, well if all these people can eat shit, I'll go at least try. And so I got up on stage and I was an asshole. Like I, at least people prepared. I like literally read notes off my phone and oh. I still got laughs and I still got some heckles and I, I didn't do great, but I did. How does one it heckle was a nice to bust the, bust like, the what seal? What do they say? 
what are they what is that first one i did actually was in boulder was at one of these local breweries the next one i did was in denver and that was a tougher crowd that's when i ate dicks i would say more (laughs) and like yeah brooke hates when i say that ate dicks it's not a good phrase i can eat a dick and she's like that's just not it's a terrible one um but that 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 one again, like that one, I tried a little bit too hard, I think. And I wasn't able to be myself. Yeah. And I was so like, I kind of was attached to the idea of getting a laugh. I'm like, okay, I'm trying this time. So I'm going to just get one like, laugh. I wanted that outcome and, you know, I had an expectation that like things immediately didn't go the way, like as soon as I got the mic, I just felt like, pfft, like I was like, not myself you know i wasn't able to jive with the moment because the moment was not the way i'd envisioned it in my head okay and so i kind of you know i shot up into my head and again like you're not able to were the lights bright i wasn't connecting it wasn't a genuine performance it wasn't it wasn't really you know i was just and also i was like the last to go because they're saving me because they know i'm new so like let's not put him out there and piss everyone off and I was kind of exhausted by the time I went up to be yeah. honest, but like, I'm not trying to make excuses. It's good. I was prepared for that. I was like, you know what? Even if I never become interested in this, it's a valuable experience. I know that it's, it's going to help me whatever, be stronger. It's not going to kill me. It's just yeah. going to be like, all right, next time. Okay. That's literally a worst case scenario. That's a good thing. Like, you know, when you fall, you eat shit on a flip or something. Yeah. Did you see Tavon at NEPC? It's like when his feet you best, both you bet yourself on when his both his whole self when both his feet slipped over the rail. Yeah, it's like okay, you ate shit, but like that was literally the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah, and it was so over. the next time he got up and did it, it's a lot easier to do when you just kind of make the worst mistake. Like I'm, I would rather fail early on than and yeah. lose all my confidence and build up from there than you know have it be either easy. You do it again or you don't, huh? Because at that point, either you do it again or you don't. Exactly. I've already I've already done the worst thing, and like my head's okay. You know? Yeah. That's my jump mentality. I fell, but my head's okay. I don't have as much cushion now, and I don't know what the cushion in comedy would be, right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, you know whose comedy set I would love to see? Who? That was just like a little blip on their story. Deshay. He yeah he. Could there was just some... a little blip, and I, he like introduced himself in Russian. And then the clip ended because he waited like 10 seconds to introduce himself in Russian and then it was gone. Yeah. I want to see it. I, I see know. It I know somebody filmed that. Ooh. I want to see it. Deshae. We and him had one of the funniest episodes. Deshae, come back on the podcast and do some more. He needs to come you. later in the season so, we're, so he can see snow again. That'd be good. Apparently, like the last time he was here was the first time he saw snow or something. Yeah. But no, yeah, and I really like it, and I think that like it'll make me a better podcaster. Even yeah. if again, if it goes nowhere, whatever, it's something I'm interested in. It's for the, its own sake, and it can make me again better listener because I'm like engaging with an audience. I don't know. I'm interested in it. I think it's fascinating. I think communication is fascinating, and I think with all the waves of like podcasting and and everyone that has one, anyways. Um, and I don't know. It's just it's something I want to explore, but. What I was going to say before the, all that was, um, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> the nose on the microphone. Dude, I just put my nose just on Just hold Is, uh, we should do it. I, I guess is what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah, we'll Like, I'll me. go with you. Like, it'd be easier if there was friends. What do they give you, like, me. five minutes? Two to five. I mean, if you, I think it's two and a half to five, depending on, like, the, the venue. So that's, like, one joke. 
It's like, one joke. It's like one setup and finish. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say is like, okay, not saying Deshaies this way, but it's interesting too because you don't see yourself as funny, maybe, no, or at really. that that funny. And I don't I think really, I say funny. Things, I don't but see I don't myself as like just knee slapping all the time, like kind of. But I think if I found my voice. I, and also it's not just about being funny. Like I know people that are fucking hilarious, but they would never have the discipline to, to continue to go on stage and work yeah. their jokes and make it whatever it needs to be. Um, if they wanted to pursue that career, for example, and there's millions of people that are that funny, but they wouldn't be, you know, like I I mean, Dave Chappelle is maybe format. the funniest person I've ever seen in my life or one of them. But even he's probably not the funniest. You know, it's like the just like the like Usain Bolt is maybe the fastest dude on the planet. But there might be another dude that's even faster, but he just doesn't give a shit about racing, right? Because he's I don't know. That's hard. That one's like that one's like we probably found him. But it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. But there's some guy in the middle of the desert who's been running on sand his entire <laughs> life, and once he hits asphalt or rubber, he's just killing it. I just mean that like um, in the UFC, for example, like the best athletes aren't even in the UFC yet. Like the most badass dudes that could be fighting are probably playing in the NFL or basketball or something where they make more money. And it's like less likely, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe not. there was potential there, but like, I don't know if you could just pick someone up and they're like the best person in their gym, you know? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just saying like the craziest athletes like tend to gravitate into the, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying like, I don't know what I'm saying there. I think that like in parkour, for example, we're already seeing every generation like, okay, look at a Harrison Fernandez or you look at a Tim champion. It's like, Oh, we're like that. I'm not built like that. Like I can't do some of the things that they could do. And I'm not saying that, uh, that makes me worse or anything. I'm just saying like, we're going to get crazier athletes because we're going to reach a right, a wider, we're going to cast a wider net. Yeah. And, that's kind of all I'm saying is like when you cast the wider net, then you have the actual better chance of finding like that, that one in a million person that's yeah. not only built for it, but also has a passion for it. And also like works really hard at it and then just takes it to like this just, new level. This, yeah. Like, I mean, Dom's one of these people that kind of is that gem right now where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? How is he able to take some of these drops? How is he back able to, to train back. so much, man? And, and train as often as he does. Like my it does. Legs can't do it. <laughs> mine <laughs> could not either. Like, like there's no way. Like I don't know. I I know that he does a lot of prehab and rehab and all that shit. Doesn't matter. Like no amount of prehab or rehab would allow really me to do what he does. Huh? He posted on his story. That's not really a lot. Like he did some some hip thrusts and something or other. And I was like, man, I don't know. I would like to see what he was doing when he was ice skating. I feel like he's already. Really it's a well perfect storm, right? Yeah. Um, speaking alright I don't know what else it, we need to say it's hot as balls in here I don't know if you're feeling that I'm not that hot you're good your, your, your temperature is interesting right let's check the live chat and then we can maybe wrap this up because yeah how long has this actually been it's been an hour and a 15 minutes what I've been looking at the little 24 minute marker and it's such a that's lot. the average watch time hey that's not too oh, bad that's pretty good yeah that's not too bad okay here we go we got a live chat action here if you listen at 1.5 speed you'll be surprised how much you can understand that was from earlier okay I love speaking to Marquise. I'm very sad when he parts, says James. Um, feet all over the place up. What is going on? Oh, yeah. uh, some, these, I just kept picking my feet up. Oh, <laughs> a lot of these comments make less sense than they should. 
yeah that's pretty much it the live chat's not there's not a whole lot going on there maybe one day we'll have a live stream like it'll be dedicated to a live chat experience yeah and i can announce that and and really answer some questions yeah i don't know it's kind of good we just if you riffed get, for a while i like the riffing dude yeah a lot of incomplete thoughts that we can carry on another time you know we're but just we doing it sloppy do that stand up. we're doing it sloppy yeah. we're, okay we're gonna shake on it I'm going again just let me know man I'm going let me, again let me, Even, give me like 10 minutes to write down one memory or something <laughs> just start writing it right now I've been thinking just about be like prepared. an intro for myself like, be prepared I feel, like, I feel like I'd be the type of guy who do kind of well just like picking a couple on the front and introducing myself properly you know mm. like hey I'm gonna be looking at you guys this whole time I know I only have five minutes but I'm using a minute Crowd to say work. hi to you hi yeah, I like. I kind of want to go up with com- without having anything prepared, and just then I'm forced to be in the moment and just start engaging with people. I don't know, man. I think you should. That's go probably a bad way to go, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, that's the way some people do it. Yeah, it takes. It's like maybe a steeper learning curve. I think I probably I want to write regardless, but I'm just saying, like, that might help me like find certain tools better. That's fair. Who I knows? Who knows? I'm really good under pressure. And that's about it. Yeah. Like I was a real procrastinator in school. So if you told me when something was due, my mind would be thinking about it on its own. Like, it's like, Hey, you got to do this thing. And like, well, what would you do if you were already working on it? And then there were times where I did assignments where people told me it took them four or five days and like three or four hours. Oh yeah. And I still got an okay grade. Don't get me wrong. Like I definitely wasn't top of my class. I, I feel like I had the same thing where it was like, <laughs> okay, it's due, whatever. It's due Thursday morning. Yeah. And like homework on the school bus. And like, it would just be like before. off or maybe, maybe something like one of my brain cells is like kind of grinding on a little bit in the background. Yeah. But then all of a sudden like a timer would go off and it'd be like, all right, this is when you now need to do start it. the project now and you'll be able to finish it on time. Yeah. Exactly. And you're just like crush it out for a whole night. You're like, yeah. fuck. And that's why I don't think I value working very hard. <laughs> <laughs> like I Dude. think I got too many good results from doing what I considered to be very school little. is one of the worst things to program you how to actually like oh, be yeah. in this world. School oh, yeah. is a fucking weird place to, to learn skills for life. I mean, maybe it's the best we can do as a society, public I mean, school. If we but left it up to people to educate themselves or their parents to educate them at home all the time, like there are certain parents who do very well with that. They have lesson plans and they follow the books for their kids. But you know, my, my parents had other stuff to do. They had jobs they liked better. I couldn't have asked them to do that. But um, yeah, man, maybe maybe I'll get my life together a little bit. Okay, we have an interesting question actually from Thomas, Thomas Wickler. Hey, we, or that Wick, Wickman. Wicker, not Wickler. Yeah, he moved back out to like Oklahoma or Kansas or something. Um, which is kind of relevant right now. And we'll finish up with this. Do you think that ADHD or other disorders have major defe- major effect on training style? Ooh, I think they are things that add to it. You know, like I think. I get a bit hyperactive and like when I walk up to challenges, I, I kind of just want to do as much as I can. But there are also days by myself where I'm so stoked on doing one thing. But I think the I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't even say so much that those are big, bigger factors as much as they are in your regular life. I think how you make decisions in your regular life affect how you train. So if you like to plan things out and you set goals and you ask yourself, how do I get to those goals? I think you end up being a person kind of like maybe Nate Weston. I feel like Nate drills moves mm-hmm. and, to, and to the point that he understands how and why he does it. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone like me, I'll try a, I'll try a move 
that I like every so often. I don't. There are a lot of moves that I don't do often enough for them to stick, but I'm like satisfied when I play with them. You know, so it depends on what results you're looking for. I I, I like having the idea of variety, but like I specialize in dive rolls for sure because it's the simplest thing for me to look at and know whether or not I'm strong enough to do. But if I spent more time, I might have like scoot dub rolls. If I just spent more time on one thing, if I just told myself I wanted one thing enough, maybe I could get individual skills to stick. So, yeah, maybe like your daily habits, whether you have ADHD or any sort of attention disorder, affects how you concentrate in your training. But I I think overall it's really just about who you are as a person and how you treat life because parkour is just like a segment. Mm. There's There's no reason for me to believe that... I treat parkour any differently than any other part of my life. Yeah. So, and maybe you? and why should you? What do you think? What do you think? Oh, what I think about ADHD and how it affects training. Um, <clears throat> first of all, Thomas, do you think I fucking have ADHD? What are you trying to say, bro? Uh, I think that, you know, I actually learned some fascinating things about ADHD recently, it, or at least fascinating perspectives on it from um, this dude, Gabor Mate, who's like this, really interesting doctor that's studied trauma and like I'm fascinated with what he's the kind of some of the work he's doing and what he says about it is that ADHD is not necessarily what people think it is it's actually a response to or what he his theory is that if you have a traumatic home or something or if something shitty is happening repeatedly in your life as you're growing up what you'll do to cope with the shitty environment the negative environment as a child is you'll be like, okay, this is so shitty and I can't escape it that I will escape it by just into my own attention span. I'll just stop paying attention to it mm-hmm. and I'll just dive into like, uh, you know, kind of more of a goldfish memory style of thinking. So I don't have to like be immersed into this long chain of, of whatever negative. Yeah. I mean, this is again, I don't necessarily subscribe to it completely, but it's an interesting theory. So he's saying what ADHD is, is a is like your own medicine it's an antidote to the solution of i'm in a negative environment and i need to escape it so if there's nowhere else to go i'll go into a different thought if i have Mm -hmm. to and so you program like these just jumps skips of of attention because Mm -hmm. you you know by paying attention for too long you were just becoming you would you would have a uh you know, it just didn't pay off. Like hmm. you're adapting to your environment. If your environment was harsh for some reason, that was a coping mechanism that potentially worked for you. And so what that, what that would mean, I think for training maybe is maybe, maybe because people tend to train because they really enjoy it. It's like the opposite where they hyper focus and they get that is re- true. You That's know, a real like thing. into, uh, into these things. And then when they're not training, then everything else is just kind of it becomes a better coping mechanism than their ADHD because they can like, Oh, now they can feel focus and they feel like a stream of consciousness. That's a little bit more concrete and long lasting. Um, but then it's hard to transfer that into life. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that I think for a lot of people, and I, I would include myself in this category, parkour at one level or another was a coping mechanism for something I was trying to deal with Mm -hmm. in my life or from my past. And as I unpack some of that and realize that, oh, some of this is 
now gone, like my training changed or I've worked through that. My training changed or, um, I don't know, just there's been things where I've felt like, okay, I'm at a different stage now. And definitely I think the way that you engage with parkour and the reasons you train, even if you're subconsciously unaware of some of them will impact your training style. And I, I posted recently about how I used to use anger and, mm-hmm. and fear a little bit more in my training. Um, I don't know that I'll ever like be it's not, pristine it's not a space like, for me. No. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, I look back to my childhood. I fucking, when I was playing tennis, like it's been a lifelong journey for me as a kid, I would smash my racket into a square, like, because I was so angry Goodness. as a child, like, or I would, I would just always put my anger into things. Like if things didn't go where I wanted them in training and I, you know, I'm sure if you fucking know me, you've seen me probably get into a, a some kind of if you've known me for a long time you just a little tiff a, like. a hissy fit or some kind of temper tantrum it's embarrassing you know now that i think back on it but i've since worked through a lot of that and that's that's another reason why my body was not working and why my body broke down in some ways because i was that's not a sustainable emotion you can't engage with your training getting angry at your body it's not and like it's exhausting using your body well. as like a punching bag that's not gonna work yeah so didn't work for me at least maybe maybe someone can get through that and that's one of the things that's what i would say you know whatever dom's doing i bet he is stemming his training from like a really good place otherwise yeah. it wouldn't be sustainable he the way loves it was. parkour he dude. fucking loves the shit he out of it he loves parkour oh yeah like he likes dance and stuff and he yeah. likes rap and this yeah. and that like i know he has other interests yeah but i know without question he loves parkour um but more than anything just like to finish that i think adhd is like just super primitive like i don't give it too much value Mm -hmm. right as far as like how a person reacts to certain things i think it's just leftovers Mm. right it's leftovers of stuff that we don't really need it's this thing in the brain that's like if you pay attention to this too long some shit's gonna happen somewhere else and in the past, that might have been like a cougar eating your ass. You know, I think it's just leftover human stuff. Cougar eating your ass. Okay, don't say cougar <laughs> eating your ass because I don't think of the same thing that you want me to think of when you say that. Whatever, man. <laughs> I just think that that's like what it is. I think it's leftovers that we can't quite squash. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not the type. Like we thought that I had ADHD for a while, but it turned out that I, I'm bipolar. Dude, these disorders and shit, though. And like stuff, at the same know? time, like they're they're a, they're. It's everything's more complex than you could ever yeah. like define in the, you know what I'm saying? And I think people are getting on the board with that now and they realize that like, okay, cool. That helped us get through a certain part of history yeah. where we needed to like kind of categorize shit, but that's not going to help us treat these things. No, I think, I think behavioral training is really important. Mm. Um, like I sleep every night. Doesn't matter. Like I still don't always sleep a lot, but I sleep every night. Cause I know what happens to me if I don't sleep. I think, a lot of mental issues, well, mental like conditions and so on are not only based on what's internal, but like how it's always internal, but your external stimuli play a play a role. Right. So for me, I had to work on not getting angry very quickly Mm -hmm. with a lot of things like, Mm -hmm. because that's the nature of what I've got going on. So I just learned to like, how far can I stretch being uncomfortable with what what's being said to me. Mm. How many breaths can I take before like I really feel like I got to push somebody? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think a lot of that stuff is just based on leftovers. That's all. Mm. 
So I, I try, I give it weight in terms of somebody's experience, but I try not to give it too much weight in terms of allowing it to choose my direction. So that's where I'm like ADHD in your training. I mean, whatever you're doing day to day, whether you've got a diagnosis or don't have a diagnosis, I think ultimately it bleeds over into the things you enjoy too. Yeah. And it's just whether or not you're having a good time with that. You can dig that. Yeah, man. It's always good talking about stuff. It's always good talking about stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really hot. A little hot. I'm <laughs> really call it. I'm not think, from here, man. This isn't I think that hot. I know. You You always give me, you're like, dude, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, man. The air like is I, not even humid out like here. Like, I understand, but I don't feel it the same way. But when it gets cold, I'm the one complaining. Mm, you know? Okay. Well, see, that's where I got you because I can endure some cold. I don't have the right gear or mentality. Oh, actually, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't have much, much flesh on me, so I'm not very good at the cold either, but... Um, but dude, talk about me playing with my feet again. <laughs> all right. I think, um, I think that's enough, dude. I think, yeah, we, so I think much. we just rocked it out. That last little section was pretty meaty too. I, yeah, that thank was, you, Thomas. Thanks Thomas for that question. And I, I messed it up. He's from Nebraska. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, those three States all like feel the same to me. Unfortunately, maybe I should go learn more. Hey, they're all the same, man. It's all motherland. It's all God's green earth or whatever. These <laughs> well, dude, just these lines that we're drawing around. Come on, they don't mean anything. They're not all Nebraska, they're, they're South Dakota. It's all just Gaia or whatever. Okay. Well, dude, thanks for having <laughs> me, man. This is like more than I anticipated out of my Friday. I got to train. I got to talk with you. I didn't edit these photos I'm supposed to edit, but I'll, I'll get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. It was more than I Absolutely. bargained for as well. And I'm really happy we got to do this. Doing this. Thanks for the people that tuned in. Thanks for the people that are going to tune in after I upload this to places it needs to be. And, yeah. uh, much love. We'll see you guys soon. Ooh, before we go, we yeah. got to like get some people together and do an actual NAPC recap because that's the fire that's out there. hundred percent. Awesome. I'm going to get, yeah, let's get that popping off. And, uh, Especially if they have a, they, did they have, did they release a highlight video? Um, I, there are the plenty of videos and the shortcuts to them you can find on Parkour Entrepreneur. Oh, uh, okay. Jacob Cormier. Yeah. I learned how to say his last name because he's a uh, It's Cormier. Cormier. I thought it was Cormier. So yeah, but Jacob Cormier has been putting together all these articles. So the quick links are at the bottom. Parkour Entrepreneur, NAPC7, Recap, Men's, Women's, all of it, all over the place. Bruh. All right. Bang. Bye. Get it. Thank you. Peace. Alrighty, gang. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and this song. And yeah, you know, keep me keep me um, in the loop if you have feedback. I love when you guys share with a comment. I love it when you guys just throw the thumbs ups or the likes or just listening. You know, when I see those numbers, it makes me feel good. Even if I shouldn't rely on that, I know I shouldn't. But hey, yeah, sometimes you uh, you get a boost either way. And most of the feedback, mostly the feedback is what's important because I want to do a better job of giving you guys what you need and what you're actually looking for when you come here to listen to High Drop. Um, same time. Same time, I got to do my thing because if it ain't fun for me, then, well, I'm not going to keep doing it. And I think there's a fine balance to strike there, but, you know, that is my job. So I hope you guys 
We'll tune in next time with we have more live streams to publish and they are oh boy, what are they? We got Max Henry next. No, no, no. Nick Ortiz, then Max Henry, then Howard Palmer. And they're already all published on YouTube, but I need to sequester myself to make sure that they get out on the Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud streams. All right. Appreciate everyone that listens. Um, seriously, blows maybe out of the water that you guys spend time with me and my guests. And it means a lot that everyone wants to uh, see this continue. Not everyone, but the people that do want to see it continue, that means a lot that you do. Um, so much appreciate you guys. Take care. And that's it. I'll see you next time. Peace.